Hello. Hello. And welcome. Welcome to <laughs> the Mancha Diaries. With your favorite hosts, Kara and Leo. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we really need to stop doing that. Yeah, our intros just get weirder and weirder every week, to be honest. They're not getting no. any better. Guys, she's back though. Leo's <laughs> finally back. I'm back. I missed the podcast, to be honest. Although it was very fun listening to Kara's solo episode. Thanks. I listened to it on the plane. <laughs> And it brought me much joy. I find it so funny as well when I like I plan a solo episode. I'm like, yeah, I, I could do like 45 minutes, 50 minutes. And then <laughs> I literally have nothing more to say than just like 25 minutes. Like <laughs> I try. I genuinely try. I just have nothing to say. I just honestly think I have some sort of issue where I speak too much. Like when I did the solo episode, I genuinely could have spoken for an hour. No problem. <laughs> I don't think it, it's an issue. I just think we're very... I guess compatible together because if if we were both like me the episode would be like five minutes but if we were both like you it would be like two hours so you know it's the perfect mix <laughs> that is also very true also your episode had the perfect length so I absolutely loved it you're very concise very informative if you haven't listened to last week's episode Kara speaks all about negative self-talk and it's very interesting and definitely something where you can learn something and also apply it to your own life. So can recommend. Oh, thanks. Um, we have set ourselves a timeline of, or a time limit, I should say, of 35 minutes this episode. So let's see if we can do it. <laughs> we have never once before actually stuck to a time limit that we've set ourselves before. So here goes nothing. <laughs> it almost feels like we're rushing it. Right, let's go, 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 go. Highs and lows. Car, what are your highs and lows this week? Oh my god, me? Okay. Um, um, hi. <laughs> um, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't have any eyes this week. No. Um, I've had a good working week. Uh, just progressing with my role, actually enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I feel motivated again when it comes to work, so it, I just felt like a good work week. The past week. And my lows is that, I'm not going to be too specific, but... I've been overthinking things a lot and it's just a bit annoying. I don't want to be overthinking things. Um, but I'm being kind to myself. So beat that, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's my highs and lows. I'm done. Oh, that was so rapid fire. I'm absolutely in love. Okay, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to beat that. Um, but no, my high is that I was in Italy last week visiting my boyfriend who I know is going to be listening so Marco I love you <laughs> um hi Marco but yeah I had the <laughs> I had the best time honestly I just am like falling in love with Italian culture so much and their attitude to life to food um yeah just like how they approach the everyday and I really kind of took it slow I was working during the week but I was kind of very much letting myself enjoy like drinking coffee in the squares and going for walks in the sun and it was lovely and on one of the days on the weekend we visited this vineyard and it honestly felt like a dream I was like oh my god I have to pinch myself like just felt I think my 16 year old I was thinking about my younger self a lot of like my younger self would be in awe of like Mia I don't know 14 15 16 I remember this specific moment, this is why I can't do short things because they go off in tangents, but I remember this specific incident of when I was like 14 (laughs) probably, like crying to my mom because I was like, I'm never gonna 
be in a situation with a guy who I like and who also likes me back like I don't know I just felt so hopeless when it came to to romantic situations Aww. and I now wish I could like go back and be like it's gonna be fine like it's all <laughs> gonna be great you're gonna have an Italian boyfriend and live the Italian dreams so <laughs> exactly I was just gonna say I loved as well what you put on our Instagram stories of uh how you felt like when you were in Italy, the like life there is more like slowed down, and everyone enjoys mm. the little moments. I thought that was so. It like it's so cool to hear, especially with how chaotic London can be. Um, I definitely think so. I it's actually. I mean, I also was living in kind of a smaller town on. Well, it's kind of like a the city just outside of Venice, literally like ten fifteen minutes away. And so I think that also in itself is probably slower than, I don't know, Rome or Milan yeah, yeah. or like, a, you know, a busy, a busy Italian city. But people were just like, yeah, taking time. You could really just tell people were just like chilling, drinking their coffee, walking slowly, you know, strolling. Yeah. And I just don't feel like you see that at all here in London or like the atmosphere is just completely different. And obviously then, like, depending on the atmosphere of where you are, it, like, inspires you to do the same, right? In London, it's very hard to feel chill if you're around, like, the center. <laughs> like, you're not yeah. going to feel like... Maybe if you're in a park, you're going to feel a bit more kind of relaxed and at ease. But I don't know, just the general vibe of London is very much like, go, go, go. Yeah, literally Hustle. every time Productive. I'm in London, I'm always running. Like, I'm running to catch a train. There's mm. I've, I haven't been in London at all and not have had to run because tubes were delayed or something. Like it's always that <laughs> chaos of like I have one minute and the platform is all the way on the other side. I mean I live here so thankfully I don't run all the time because otherwise I'd be like a marathon runner or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also it made me think of I watched this TikTok the other day and it was like we're all living in someone's imagination of like who decided that productivity is like a core value and who is the actually benefiting it's like yeah. a colonialist like white male's imagination that we're living in <laughs> it's like, that's i love that true. for us love it because it is it benefiting like our lifespan our health to be sitting at a laptop for like eight to ten hours a day no crunching <laughs> over some invisible numbers and decks I mean, me and Cara were actually talking about this just before of like how strange corporate culture is and like the weird things that you end up working on. It's just yeah, the weird and odd. almost pointless feeling things. Like we were just joking around about <laughs> the decks we have to make and how everyone knows that it's bullshit, but somehow, <laughs> somehow everyone pretends like it's like, ooh, wow, amazing. But I'm sorry, I'm I'm just convinced that everything in corporate in corporate culture is a little bit of bullshit because every team and every company is gonna try and skew their results and their decks to represent what they want yeah but that's just facts <laughs> <laughs> love that um okay what's my low <clears throat> i guess i was also overthinking a little bit at the beginning of the week mm. uh, a lot about kind of body image and yeah, I'd say body image mainly, which was strange because I feel like they, those thoughts hadn't come up in a while for me. 
but I think it was just because it's like we're going into summer more and we'd had some conversations even just like me and Cara about it and yeah I think it kind of just like brought things up again more apologies for that no no don't apologize what like what I said with you if like if I'm able to be triggered it's because there's something in me worth triggering you know if I had no issues then nothing could trigger it or then like you know so but it was good because it, it caused good conversations that I had with my boyfriend which it means a lot to me to be able to open up about it to my partner because I feel that can be hard and I struggled with that in my last relationship like opening up about body issues because I do think there's like some shame attached or at least I felt it even though there shouldn't be any shame attached yeah um but so that really helped and I think even just like being consciously aware of the things that I need to work on have been really helpful and then like trying to kind of take the Italian approach to things which is just like doing everything with passion and realizing that life is really for living and um when we're 60 70 years old we're gonna all gonna be wrinkly anyways and really what matters is that we live a healthy life and a fun life I really now want to read a book about like the Italian way of like the Italian mentality and how they approach things well we're gonna go to Italy we're basically we're planning a summer trip um matcha diaries takes italy uh in august the content will be amazing (laughs) yeah no i'm so excited yay we did it (laughs) okay quick shout out to us because we said we're gonna do highs and lows in 10 minutes and we just about made it we made it but anyways Cara do you want to tell our listeners what today's episode is going to be about yeah to be honest I feel like I don't know what this episode is going to be about (laughs) um we we've kept it really broad very conversational but we basically want this episode to be all about change and how we react to it how it affects different aspects of our lives and maybe just our experiences and how we feel about change in general because we've uh, received a lot of not questions but interest from our Instagram friends about just like their them wanting to know more about how change affects us and stuff so yeah we thought we'd keep it broad I mean immediately what springs to mind is like different categories of changes in location then changes in job or education status because I feel like those are kind of similar I guess like for example going from student to mm, a person in the working world or changing jobs yeah and then even changes in relationships and then also we wanted to address kind of like changes in our bodies just you saying that has made me think of like when you're in your 20s you experience so much change as it goes like that those are the years where literally everything changes you leave you leave university you're it's the first time where you're independent it's the first time where you um have to fend for yourself new friends new job new location um new friendship new independence and I also think just like new self-awareness like you change your perceptions of yourself when you're in your 20s so maybe even like changing your own boundaries of like what you accept in your life and what you don't because I think change doesn't have to be just like physical things it can also be mental attributes yeah I mean apparently our brain only uh, is fully developed by the age of 25 so we still I still have oh god I don't even have that much left 
I'm 24 now and it is <laughs> May. So I have like seven months left and then my brain is fully developed. That is scary. Cara is a bit longer than me. You've got like a year and, and seven yeah. months then. <laughs> I wonder in what ways though it's developing in this moment. I reckon more of the aware- awareness and like, I don't know. I, I, I think really it's know. even like being able to, like you know how as a teenager or even as a young person in your 20s, like you do a lot of things um rashly or on impulse and you don't really think about like the long-term consequences and stuff like that i think it's i don't know i i I listened to an episode i listened to some sort of interview about it of like the part of your brain which is like able able to kind of think about consequences or i literally am spewing complete bullshit right now i have no idea but (laughs) i know that your brain is still developing so if you're under the age of 25 then you know, we get to cut ourselves some extra slack if you're over the age of 25, which will be me very soon. Then I'm sure I'll find some other excuse as to why I am still human and making mistakes, you know? Because I guess that's also, make yeah, that's also, I guess, the, the one thing that's kind of, I mean, this is the most cliched thing about change, but it is the only thing that is constant in our lives and that is change because oh my god that is so profound <laughs> i i mean everyone's heard this by now that saying but i think it, no i love it i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> so good. but it is so true because i think especially as soon as you exit yeah. school that's when like all of the changes really start to hit of yeah changing location if you're going somewhere else for uni or even if you're going somewhere else for a job then like changing identity in the sense of like you're going from student to being a professional mm um then like that's so true your friendships change your relationship to your parents change if you move out your financial statuses change and then as you move through your 20s yeah like you said there's there's so many changes and there's so many ahead of us you know like we're not even at, at the stage yet where it's like for example you this is obviously looking at like a very cliche classical path of mm. you know what changes might be ahead of us yeah. but for example like getting married having children and then even yeah. beyond that, you know, losing loved ones, like there's so much change which is still ahead of us, which is going to shift our world yeah. completely or taking care of loved ones. I think also like, are you really living if your life doesn't incorporate any sort of change? Yeah. Like if you're doing the same thing every day and feeling the same things and interacting with the same people every single day and like not I feel like change also comes with growth. Like you're not going to grow as a person if you don't experience change and like know how to handle those situations. Definitely. And react and then grow grow from them. Yeah, I definitely agree. I listened to a great podcast episode with this woman who, I've forgotten her name now, but I've mentioned the podcast episode on on like a story of ours before. And she is a Holocaust survivor. So she was in, in Auschwitz and she was talking about how it's all about reframing the mind uh, to kind of get through those situations how she got through it basically and how she you um kind of you can view any situation in life any circumstance no matter how hard it is as an opportunity and as a challenge and that's yeah. really how you're gonna how you're gonna grow in life and I mean often I guess challenges come with change or like they're kind of like interchangeable um mm-hmm. I think I if I look at like my own life I deal with different types of changes differently. Yeah, you were saying this. What What do you mean by that? Can you expand? So I think I deal quite well with new 
challenges in terms of work, in terms of like academia, or even in terms of like location. Like every time I've moved somewhere new, I think I really thrive of like the challenge and even like getting to meet new people and, you know, kind of throwing myself into something new. Do you think there's a reason why you cope with that change well? Like, can you think back to a situation where you're like, oh, like maybe you were always confident with academia and like with your work and growing up or like your parents always encouraged you and like gave you that confidence do you think that has an impact on why you're maybe more okay with it now I think for me especially going to uni and going to a different country because that really was the first time that me in as like kind of like more fully formed adult me made a significant change because I moved when I was like young yeah from the ages of six or five years old to 18 I lived in one place I lived in Hamburg in Germany those of you who don't know and then I moved to uni and then obviously from uni yeah. I moved to London and I before that I did a gap year in Mexico um but the move really to uni was probably like the first significant like more permanent change but I think I really enjoy the chance to reinvent and to get to start over and to kind of I think it's also because I love like romanticizing that sort of thing and it's really like you get to build your own story and your own narrative untainted by anything kind of in the past and I've talked about this with a friend of ours Ali before I hope she doesn't mind that I'm shouting her out on the podcast but she was kind of saying Mm -hmm. that she's like similar to me but in the sense (laughs) that we were saying that it's almost like a default mechanism like I was at that point last year where and I I remember talking to you about it Cara as well of like because things were getting almost like too a routine in London I felt myself like itching for the next thing and it's like sometimes it's easy to escape problems by seeking a new challenge or by seeking some sort of dramatic change versus like actually having to look at like the regular everyday changes that you can make in your life to make it better yeah I think it also stems with our desire for novelty and like Mm -hmm. always chasing that because even so like let's say you're experiencing a problem that's so familiar it's kind of boring so you'd rather probably experience a challenge that's new because of the excitement that comes with that rather than you knowing that you have to deal with those problems more frequently yeah I guess it's maybe also like distraction to some extent you know yeah but I found it interesting that you said you going to uni was like your first adult big change thing because I think when I moved to uni which was such a big step for me because I literally before going to uni I've I never spent even like a week without any of my family oh that's so it was a massive change yeah Yeah, it was a massive change for me but I was also I feel like I was so young and not aware of the situation like I never I I didn't even I don't remember even feeling nervous about it Mm because I was like I kind of it's more just like it's this the next step that I have to do it didn't didn't feel like a choice so it was more just like me accepting that yeah okay I'm gonna have to go to uni and like the opportunities in the UK are better than in Jordan so I have to do that yeah but I never got got to real realize it I think do you feel like that helped in making the transition less scary yeah definitely just like lack of self-awareness sometimes can be good (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's also as we get older I think we're sometimes too aware of the risks and too aware of things I and I it makes yeah it makes decisions so much more scary yeah like I think if I had the self-awareness now and I was thinking of going to uni I'd be like oh my parents are old let me (laughs) 
like I want to actually be closer to them whereas when I was 17 I really wasn't thinking of my parents that much yeah or even just like why be so far away when maybe because now I treasure my time with my parents so much because I've had that away time but yeah I think so much would get into my choice yeah I definitely think like sometimes it really we just overthink things and overcomplicate decisions and I think that's why it's sometimes great if you're forced to make kind of big change because I think also I think the younger we are almost the more adaptable is that a word I don't quite know but I think we're it's easier to adapt I mean even I think maybe our brains are more malleable and like open to like receptive Mm -hmm. to changes even when it comes to like language and um, yeah kind of I think there's an innocence as well that comes with it like it just doesn't feel as scary or like like you said like that we we we're probably not as aware of the repercussions or the consequences of it when we're younger so it seems less scary so we're more likely to be willing to change or do that and this is also us saying this at like a very young age in the (laughs) in the grand scheme of things of like 23 24 right I mean in the grand scheme of things we have very little responsibilities at the moment our responsibilities whilst greater than we had them when we were at uni or in school aka like fending for ourselves completely supporting ourselves financially they're still just ourselves like we're only looking they're still very like selfish responsibilities yeah Yeah. so I can only imagine how that's gonna shift when we get older and I really don't take that for granted like I I'm still planning on making so many changes (laughs) in terms of location and you know I have so many plans in terms of wanting to move to a different to different places like I I would love to live in New York for a while I would love to live in maybe some other European cities definitely Italy for a while and I have no clue where I'm gonna end up and or where I'm gonna settle down but um I know that my future is gonna have a lot of like location changes (laughs) yeah it's so interesting that you say like before I settle down do you think that's a part of it as well as like you want to experience so much change maybe because of the stereotype of like getting older and having kids and like having to settle down Mm. it do you feel like you have to just make more sacrifices when you're older Mm. I guess I mean I'm sure that society is like impacting me in that way but I think I have a desire to create a somewhat stable home life when I do have children of like I don't know how beneficial I, th- I think a lot of people want that <laughs> yeah like I don't know how beneficial it would be for children to be moving around every couple of years obviously like if you move a couple of times because of whatever reasons like that's absolutely fine but I think ideally I would yeah. like to have some sort of some sort of stability in that sense even just to like give my children at that point like a a stable environment not having to change schools and then obviously I'd still want to travel so much even with with kids yeah. but I think there's there's that where I'm like looking forward to it as well of getting to yeah. to build a more settled stable. life but that's like me saying that now like I've actually no idea how the future is gonna turn out you know yeah well I mean just thinking from my like me growing up in Jordan and Abu Dhabi yeah and then coming here I do I do feel sometimes a bit of like an a cultural identity crisis yeah um because when I'm in Jordan I don't feel fully Jordanian when I'm in Abu Dhabi I don't feel like I'm from Abu Dhabi yeah um so even though change was good because I got exposure to different cultures different people different lifestyles 
I kind of feel like I don't know where I belong, you know? Yeah. That is interesting. Not not that it's a bad thing, but I can get I get why why you would crave that. Yeah. Some, like some sort of stability for your children. I even feel that now, you know, of like I lived in Germany for so many years, but now when I go back, I don't feel 100% comfortable in like the German culture and like because really? I've been as in I feel obviously super comfortable with like my friends and family, but I couldn't imagine living there again full time. I don't feel yeah. as German as I did when I was living there, but I don't feel English <laughs> either. Like absolutely not. <laughs> you know, even though I like living in London at the moment, I like a lot of things about English culture. There's also so many parts that don't feel English. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't feel English. Yeah. When I still hesitate when people are like, where are you from? Yeah. It's like, Cara, just say Newbury. Like, they just want to know where you're <laughs> I'm like, but I'm not from Newbury. So I always go like, oh, I'm I'm originally Palestinian, but grew up in Jordan, moved to Abu Dhabi, and now I live in Newbury. <laughs> they're like, we didn't want your whole life story, honey. But I do the same. It's like when they ask me like, oh, where are you from? It's, so it's like, confusing. so I'm German, but, you know, I live in London at the moment. And it's like, actually, nobody cares. But I'm like, I need you to know that I'm not English. <laughs> I don't know why, but it feels like erasing some part. Yeah, I feel that as well. It's more like just protecting our, like, where we came from, I think. Yeah, it's very interesting. What did you feel like was the transition like for you, like, transitioning from uni to working life? And, like, what helped you with it? Yeah, well, I feel like I didn't have the most ordinary transition. Because I had to go through it during COVID, right? So I was... Maybe actually more normal than... Like, for a lot of people, I think that will have been... Yeah. What they've experienced. Yeah, probably relatable now. Um, Yeah. But, yeah. So I had to, like, live with Ed's parents for, like, a year. And of like apply. That's also relatable. I'm sure a lot of people will have lived with Ed's parents for a year. Oh my god, everyone lives at Ed's parents. <laughs> <laughs> they have an open house, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had to like apply for jobs, and like I had to go through that. So I think independently, and like even just like the job application process, having to do that online, it was so weird. Um, and then I and then I joined this job where, at least the first like six seven months, I didn't see anyone like it was literally just me in my living room which Mm. I think made the transition a lot easier like I didn't feel the pressure of like maybe having to appear like I had everything together like I can panic before calls and after calls and no one would see that (laughs) yeah Um, but I think in terms of like being financially independent and stuff I actually really enjoyed it like I finally started being able to buy things and know that it's coming from my hard work um and even just the learning process like you go through so so much of a learning curve at in the first few months of starting a new job um and I think it's so intense but also you kind of have to fake it till you make it mm. but yeah I mean I'm I feel like we should talk about your big change coming up and how you're feeling about it your new job well yeah I guess so for me even just like starting going from like academia to the job market yeah I remember I was quite scared or apprehensive because I loved academia so much but I knew I had to start working because of the financial aspect of it 
and yeah. also because I didn't have like 100% set in my mind of like what did I actually want to do a master's in so there would have really been very little point and I was very pleasantly surprised of like how much I actually enjoyed the transition to corporate life again I think a big aspect <laughs> of it was the independence yeah like the financial independence and it just it makes you feel really good about yourself and I think it increases your confidence a lot knowing that you're building something for yourself and that you're it's almost like a closed loop like you've got yourself and you've got your own back and yeah you're where the money comes from and if you're buying things yeah like you said it's kind of Mm. you're your own support system and um and I had kind of the more traditional start pre-covid where it was like going into the office every day And looking back, that now feels so strange. But again, I think it just felt super exciting. I feel very lucky that I had that start because I was on a grad scheme. So we had like a classic introduction week where like it was just me and like a bunch of 35 other people my age starting. And, you know, we had like the, we had parties almost every weekend. And (laughs) it was like, it almost felt like a different type of uni environment just we all get paid now (laughs) that's so funny um, see that's something I don't relate to because I obviously joined I didn't join I feel like that's the big difference between grad schemes and like just joining as a junior person because I didn't have anyone my age and it was so odd but even now like I've spoken to grads that have joined now or during COVID and it's completely different as well like obviously then you have the grad network but I think the amount of contact that you have with like grads is now a lot less yeah and I mean even though we've kind of like gone back to working some days in the office a week like it's definitely nowhere where like where it used to be no and do you think it will ever go back to how it used to be I have no idea I don't think they can make it ever go back completely to be honest like I wouldn't I don't want it to I enjoy the benefits of like hybrid working way too much I know like being able to work from abroad and from home or you know but I don't know I think it's it's very difficult but yeah and I guess it's then like dealing with change of like changing responsibility so now I'm kind of well this is my first week in like my new job which I think I spoke about in like the the last episode we did together yeah but it's going to be a lot more responsibility so I think it's with everything it's just it's more of a mental shift isn't it like actually backing yourself enough to know that you can do the next step and that you can like enter a room with this even if it's a virtual room with x amount of confidence and again maybe at the beginning it's kind of faking it till you make it through affirmations whatever it is but but everyone's doing that I think that's the thing we forget especially at the beginning and then at some point it will feel easier and then you'll look back and be like oh wow I can't believe that I found this specific thing super challenging like a year ago I'm pretty sure for me every three months uh, there was a big drastic change and I've had to just like adapt to it (laughs) but keeps you on your toes I think that's a big skill though to have of like like adapting to new challenges because it I think it's kind of like you can apply it to for example if you're good at it in work like you can apply it to also it's kind of like a transferable skill right like you can kind of apply it to different areas as well Although that's what I was going to say of like, okay, I, I, for example, I think I can deal with it quite well with like work or even new locations and stuff. But where I have found it maybe a bit more difficult is relationships, mm-hmm. changing relationships and changing like bodies and yeah that sort of thing. 
when you mean when you say relationships do you, do you mean like friendship relationships as well or just like romantic relationships I mean friendships and also romantic relationships in the sense of like for example going from being single to being in a relationship yeah or vice versa you become you almost become a completely different person because you're you have to learn how to completely like your daily routines that you would probably do with that person yeah you have to completely shift and like be completely independent yeah which isn't a bad thing but it's just like that again that adapting period of being like okay this is not how i live my life anymore i can't go to you whenever i need something (laughs) (laughs) yeah and again i think i had the the same curve of almost that i have with most of my challenges of like i remember breaking up with my ex at the very beginning and almost like bouncing back straight away i don't think i properly i don't think i cried like after the breakup really yeah um and i was just kind of like throwing myself into life and you know being single and all of that and i think it took me a couple of while a couple of while a couple of months (laughs) for like reality to set in as in like for me actually to process what has that change done to me and Mm. what do i need to process of even like what happened in the relationship and I mean I've talked about this a lot on the podcast you know of like what I've Mm -hmm. kind of had to think about and everything but then and then looking towards going from single so then I'd adjusted to being single loved being single then I got into a new relationship and I remember at the beginning everything was like oh my god so exciting and then it became like I guess real (laughs) and it's like okay we're we're doing this you know I am in a in a relationship again oh my god and I remember I definitely had a time period of like at least a month where I was really struggling with with it in the sense of dealing with some kind of I don't want to say trauma because I don't want to but I guess like just having to work through some stuff that I'd thought I'd worked through from my past relationship but then that had to come out that was only able to come out when I was faced with it again in a new relationship. So mm-hmm. I think I kind of in, I think in a lot of instances with change, for me, I go through that like initial period of like, oh my God, exciting. And then it's like, okay, but now actually deal with it. And like now <laughs> actually see what like day-to-day life is going to yeah. be like. Yeah. I do think it does fall or aligns with your mentality of like romanticizing your life and like the excitement of things. Whereas I think for me, I always go into changing scenarios with a more probably like logical, realistic, like, oh my God, but I need to make sure this, 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 this. And like wanting, it might also have to do with confidence, but like wanting to make sure that I'm setting myself up to be able to handle it rather than being taken by the moment and being like excited about the situation. Yeah. Do you think it's realistic (laughs) or you being pessimistic? um i like to say realistic because i like to be optimistic when it comes to my pessimism (laughs) (laughs) okay that's great actually (laughs) we love a girl that's in denial (laughs) Uh, what do you what do you think about like changing with like navigating friendships in your 20s as well because i feel like those are the years as well where maybe you change so much as a person that the people you grew up with, like let's say your high school friends or your childhood friends, you either are on the same path or like you kind of have to distance or you just become different people and that are not compatible in that way. And then there's like the uni friends that you try to still connect with and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And then it's like work friends. I don't even know if work friends exist. Like I refuse to, not refuse, that's a really bad <laughs> word to say. 
but I I struggle to like I don't know it's this like awkwardness that no one talks about like you can get along so well with your work mates at work and nine to five but then there's like this feeling that you shouldn't be texting them after work or like I don't know do you feel that way or is it just me I don't think I've ever become like close friends with anyone like in my direct team but yeah. I have with grads and again I think that's just like because it's a different relationship but I know yeah. I know a couple of my friends who are really close with their workmates and like meet them outside of work and stuff so maybe it also depends like the type of organization you work in and like how old the yeah, people the are culture in your team and everything yeah definitely. yeah like how corporate and how formal is the culture like do you go out for lots of work drinks or I don't know you know it's like yeah it's so dependent it? yeah um yeah but yeah friendships is an interesting one I think for the majority of my friendships that have changed like it's been kind of like a a seamless transition of you know you kind of naturally grow apart and you grow closer yeah. to other people um I have had some probably like my biggest like friendship breakups and friendship changes were when I was younger because I feel like everything is so dramatic in high school right of like yeah your friends are like your microcosmos and they're like your everything because you see them every mm-hmm. day in school so I had like I would say like two big blowouts where it was like friendship <laughs> breakup like so many tears oh my gosh so tough they're the most painful though honestly so, your childhood breakups. so painful and just in general friendship breakups I think are the most painful I think I've cried the most tears over friendship fights versus romantic situationship situationships no situations Mm -hmm. because you just you don't expect them to end you know like you go into friendships thinking that they're going to be lifelong most of the time yeah and when you're at that age and you're young most of the time I feel like it ends because of something so stupid as well like nothing that meaningful I don't know I'm just speaking from experience like it's always something so silly that like maybe your confidence at that moment or like just being young and like protective or like jealous you know like the things that you grow to realize that aren't something you kind of have to put up with and stuff but I actually have a story time my um my twin sister I don't know if she will want me to share this but I don't care I'm gonna say it let's hope she doesn't listen (laughs) to this episode um but she in school had like this best friend that she was friends with for so long like genuinely like so close we used to carpool with her every day so she used to be you know just really close um and then they had a falling out which was like proper intense like it was I think it was one of the worst like heartbreaks my sister has ever experienced which obviously sucks um but then and they they didn't talk for like five years maybe and then I don't know what happened but they reached out to each other to kind of just be like can we like forgive and forget type of situation to be like you know they never meant to hurt each other and that it was maybe in the moment of like naivety and just being childish and immature um and that girl is in Canada so my sister's gone to Canada to live with their boyfriend and they've reunited no <laughs> I know oh, they've that makes me happy actually I know right like it kind of gives hope for like all the childhood breakups that you've had that may have ended on like bitter blood I don't know I don't want to say reach out but at least have that peace in your heart that like forgive and forget like those things really shouldn't be bothering you now because it was so long ago and people change people might be not making the best decisions when they're younger and they come to realize that when they're older yeah I mean I definitely think it's true of like the only person you're hurting if you're holding on to anger towards somebody 
I mean, it's yourself because the other person isn't going to know. <laughs> and so it's just like going to be eating away at you. But also I think sometimes friendships move apart for the better. So yeah, yeah. I think if I look back at like the friendship breakups I had, I would be more than happy to catch up with those people again and like know how they're doing. And, you know, obviously I wish them all well. Like none of them actually ended on super bad terms. It was more just like in the moment it was a big fight, but now it's like, you know, I would yeah. be fine with them. But still, I think... I just don't think I was compatible with them anymore to be friends. Yeah. And I also think that's something that is completely okay. Like realizing yeah. when it's actually time to step away and mm-hmm. kind of like putting yourself first and whatever your values are and whatever yeah. you want out of a friendship. And just realizing that like you will, you might be a completely different person and that that's yeah. okay. And I think forcing a friendship sometimes can be worse than just like accepting that you're just a different paths and like you don't need to spend so much time and energy trying to make it work like that can be more awkward I think because I guess what like the difference from school or even uni to working life is like at school you're so you're friends with a lot of people out of convenience because like you have to be friends with them and then when you're an adult in the ideal scenario like you really get to pick and choose who you spend time with so I think you have to like take that seriously as well of like because you're going to be an amalgamation of like all of the people that you surround yourself with and that you know you let their energy affect you and yeah I think as you grow older you have the power to make those decisions and like actually realize what's good for you and what's not good for you yeah that's definitely not easy I think especially no. like now, it's almost like, I don't know if it's more difficult. Mm, I don't know, actually. I would hope that I think it's in a way easier now that I'm older because I can stand up for myself more and I'm more certain in my decisions. Yeah. Of like, okay, who do I want to surround myself with? But also, I just think, yeah, I don't even know if it's easier or harder. It's just hard, no matter what. And I also think, I guess having some grace with yourself if like you do have trouble like confronting situations like that but again I think it's just like honesty is the best policy of like being honest with yourself about who doesn't serve you and who does exactly and just thinking like you it's your life like what's the point of living your life surrounding yourself with people that don't make you feel good like at the end of the day you have to put yourself first because what's the point (laughs) yeah but yeah because you're not going to be serving that friendship very well either if you're not in it 100 percent. yeah you don't want to be fake to the other person either in that scenario yeah and again i think it's also i think it's so interesting actually like who i've stayed friends with from school and from uni like most of the time they've almost been different people to who i thought it would be really yeah in what way i have reconnected with a lot of people from school especially over the pandemic because i was back home who I wasn't even that close with at school. But then it's like you we got to reconnect and it's like, oh now actually we just have a really close bond. And I mean there's some friends from school um who we were super close then and I'm still close with. But I think there's a lot of been like surprising connections, even like from uni. I mean you obviously we were close at uni, but kind yeah. of for example, another friend of ours, I kind of saw her more of like a as like a going out friend at uni. And then only afterwards, it was like when we properly got to connect and be like, oh, no, we actually have like a deeper connection. So it's also like getting... We do get along. We do get along on a soulful (laughs) level. 
Sometimes it's also like giving people the a bit more of the chance to show them, to show you who they really are and to see yeah. on the basis of that, do you connect before you write them off? Yeah. I think I'm the type of, I feel like we're rambling now, but I feel like I'm the yeah. type of person that I can, I judge people so in, so instantly. Like I tell myself from the first five seconds of meeting someone that I would, I know whether I'd like them or not. But then yeah. a part of me thinks like, but do you take that judgment and then hold it against them for like, let's say I've like have a gut feeling that mm, yeah. they're not my type of person. I then just like don't give myself the chance to get to know them, which obviously is shit. I feel like that's quite human though. I think most humans yeah. do that, whether they admit it or not. Like maybe you're yeah. just more honest. <laughs> I'm just like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think but gut that... feelings are a thing though. Like but I feel like yeah, you connect it... with some people instantly. Isn't that like, so on, weird like, though? Like an energetic you... level. Yeah, isn't it so weird that you do know like instantly that yeah. okay, I can vibe with that person or like I kind yeah. of have to tailor my personality to get on to, to get along with some other yeah. people. Because I feel like I do and that Most of the time my gut instinct has been right, to be honest true <laughs> with my childhood friends it's always been i never like knew if people were good or not and my dad would, would always end up knowing so he'd be like she's a good one yeah you probably don't uh-huh. have any friends with her um, <laughs> and i would always like be like no she's so nice whatever and then that friend would end up fucking me over and my dad would kind of gr- grin at me and be like i fucking told you so <laughs> <laughs> so that's so funny i always ask my dad now i send a pic and i'm like left or right yes or no <laughs> <laughs> what does your dad say about me Am I a keeper? You're very much a keeper. He really Yay! likes you. Yay! He also um, thinks that I use you when I go to London. And like, <laughs> I want to stay over. You he's use like, her. He's, he's like, this girl prob- probably says yes because she feels bad. She doesn't uh, know how to say no to you. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure she wants to hang out with me. <laughs> That's so funny. I do want to hang out with you. My dad is such a mood. Oh, what is that called? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> What is this? The audacity? (laughs) The last thing that we've kind of touched on, but like not properly addressed, which I wanted to ask you about, of like, obviously we've both talked about body image and stuff in the past and our bodies have greatly changed over the course of like us being teens to now. Yeah. Like, how do you feel like you've dealt with that change and how are you dealing with it now very badly (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking um um i feel like everyone's quite aware of my (laughs) my thought process when it comes to like body image i feel like we talk about it a lot but um i i do think i'm still stuck in that mindset where i'm not letting myself look at myself and accept that as you get older your body will change i'm almost in denial i still want to look how i looked when i was 18 and 19 Mm. which i don't think the media helps either because literally everywhere i see it's always like oh you you, you'll start aging at 25 you don't wanna you need to try prevent and it's like you're telling girls at 25 that they need to start taking care like what is this fear with getting old? And I think it does come from that as like that fear of like my body changing and like not being as young anymore. Yeah. But I also have the awareness of it. Like I know it's a bit stupid, <laughs> which is, um, 
I think I mean we were talking about it as well like we kind of looked we, Leo and I were just sitting and like talking about our, our younger selves and like looking at photos and stuff and like it's so odd to like remember that time where you were so self-conscious and like you were like at least in our scenarios we were like really skinny but we were also children like we were looking at the pictures and our bodies were literally still transitioning into like womanhood um and like i even if i you know weighed the same and i know weight is like a stupid conversation to even talk about my body will look different now because i've i've become a woman you know so i feel like there's just like no point to keep comparing myself to that version of me yeah i don't know i've had i've had many conversations with leo about this (laughs) Yeah. yeah what about you I completely agree. I feel like I feel similarly in the in a way that I never thought I would in terms of age. Because I think when you're a teenager, you know that aging is coming, but like it almost feels so far off. I know. That like you just, don't, you can't even consider the possibility. And I know that like we're 24, 23 now. Like we, and I, I was, I think it's, it's the song of, it's like this advice song or something. And it's like, you should realize the the beauty and power of your youth and then like never mind you're only going to be able to realize it when it's too late sort of thing <laughs> of like I, I just a thing is I think it's a characteristic of of human sadly of like sometimes not being able to appreciate what you have in the now like because yeah. obviously we're still so young yes our bodies have changed from when we were 18 19 I think really the majority of changes I've seen in is almost like in the last one or two years yeah um, and I don't know if that's maybe also been accelerated by like the pandemic and everything like that. Like maybe it's almost put us all on like speed dial of like changed our lives so drastically, changed our yeah. lifestyles. Um, Definitely. Because I know that a lot of people have gone, that I've spoken to, even like at work and stuff, have gone through quite drastic like weight changes as well and like lifestyle mm-hmm. changes and kind of having to deal with that. But I, I, and I know rationally that my body's going to go through so many more changes as I age. So it's, yeah. and I know that, you know, looking back at those photos of like what we were talking about, all of those times when we can now rationally look back and objectively be like, okay, I am very small here. Or like in some instances, yeah. like I was quite unhealthy here or whatever it was. But I remember being so kind of, being quote-unquote like slim skinny in these pictures but not feeling that way you know not feeling happy in my body at all and I just think that's where it shows to me that it's not about how I actually look on the outside it's all about my mindset because (laughs) that's my mindset part for me yeah it's like if my mindset had been healthy back like it's yeah I just think it's all about and even like don't know going going to the gym or changing your body like it's not going to do anything to your mental perception of yourself until you fix the root problem. This yeah. at least what I've realized for myself. Like, I need to fix it at the root, which is, like, my acceptance of my body. So it's, like, that kind of, like, radical acceptance and, and kind of appreciation for what my body looks like. Yeah, and accepting is. through the change. And like exactly. accepting it at every point. Because let's say you work towards a goal of like what you want your body to look like. That's not going to last forever. So and then it's also what? just not attainable at all. Like you, you yeah, reach exactly. that goal and then you want to strive for more. 
you know yeah. it's just that's how our brains work and yeah. also it's also stupid to be to reach for physical goals because if you look at somebody else and measure yourself to that like your body's never going to look like somebody else's either no exactly it, I like the idea of you know looking at like spirituality and even kind of Hinduism of like our bodies are just vessels so really yeah. what we need to focus on and grow and nurture our, our souls and mm. kind of our minds and all of that because I think if, if I look at my body as a vessel and like we've talked about this in episodes before of like all that our bodies do for us to just keep us alive and that give us this gift of of life and like being able to experience yeah. everything that makes life worth living because life isn't worth living because you are a size whatever it is or you have the kim k curve you know that is not what you're going to look back on in life and be mm-hmm. like wow i had a great life um <laughs> what you're not going to look back on is like what did your body enable you to do like the mm. amazing memories you made the connections you had the you know great food you ate that you enjoyed the yeah exactly you know all of those things which like it's our bodies that enable us to do that yeah they just and mean yet so we much hate more. on them yeah i was also thinking as well like if you actually think of it it's so shit to hate on your body when and like you and the way you look and stuff when literally like I'm a combination of my mom and dad and I literally Aww. love them to death. So like Aww. why am I shitting on something that's literally like a part of them? You know? Like if you that's, think of that's a sweet way of looking at it. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> I just look like my mom and dad, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Well, it's and it, I always think it's so easy. We were talking about this yesterday as well of like looking at somebody else and thinking like how could they think negatively towards themselves yeah we were we were hyping each other up so much (laughs) (laughs) and then you can't extend it's sometimes hard to like extend that same amount of like kindness towards yourself yeah and your body and i and i know that both of our boyfriends do a great job at like trying to hype us up (laughs) and like see you know let us see like our our value and everything like that and i think it must be it must be difficult as well and I mean, I I know that men struggle with this as well to varying yeah. degrees, um, kind of like body image and societal expectations of what a perfect man should look like because those standards are to some degree even more unrealistic of like these extreme muscles and yeah, height, definitely. which you can't influence. And, you know, there's, there's so much which just requires a stupid amounts, but... Yeah, now we are almost at an hour, so we should probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know up, what this episode was about. I don't, really don't neither. know what we talked about, but I like me it. We ramble, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we were just like spewing our thoughts. I feel like there's so much that you can say about change that it's almost impossible. I know. We set ourselves in an impossible task in trying to talk about this for half without, an hour. That is laughable. without planning it as well. <laughs> without planning it. <laughs> yeah we've made zero notes on this episode we were literally just like talking because also i mean like i'm there's also the psychological aspect of like why our brains like or don't like change which which we haven't (laughs) looked into but okay maybe if you liked this topic and would like us to do a deep dive on like okay this was all of our ramblings and all of our non-sciencey based thoughts 
would you be interested in actually us looking into the science of it and yeah. examining that let us know dm us on let us know the diaries on instagram on the instagram what yours we hope you enjoyed anyways and um could maybe (laughs) relate to some of these things that we were talking about or at least found them entertaining to listen to yeah just get an insight into our experiences of randomness yes but yeah we hope that you're doing well and sending you lots of love as always and we appreciate you all so much we literally love seeing like your guys's dms or when you tag us in stories of like when you're listening it yeah makes us so happy and so i guess apologies you. we I, at least on my end i want to say sorry i feel like we've been a bit bad at um replying to messages quickly mm. so we will get through the messages at some point <laughs> yeah most of the time we do see them like we yeah. try and read most of them but we see um, them and then we want to reply like properly yeah. so we kind of save yeah. it for later because we don't want to just reply half yeah. and then they the build word. up and then <laughs> it's just too many <laughs> but yes we definitely try and reply yeah and if we haven't replied to something then just like message us again and pop it back to yeah the be top like hello then... how rude <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we hope you have a great week thanks guys for listening love you and speak to you soon speak soon bye bye, bye.